This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good evening, everybody. How are y'all doing? Welcome to the show. Hope you're having a great day, getting through it, um, asking those around you, hey, how's your mental health? Letting people know that you're a safe space to talk about that. We're getting back to those bare bones basics and, uh, you know, we're looking out for ourselves. We're dropping the bar. We're being kind to ourselves, kind to those around us. So a little opening reminder, when you start to shame yourself or feel that guilt because you're what, not doing enough or you're seeing others doing more. I'm still hearing that in my practice, my patients saying, you know, I'm just happy if I get out of bed, I'm just happy that I washed my face or I cleaned up a little bit. I'm like, awesome. We're not, you know, some people have been high functioning throughout the entire pandemic, continue to, they're producing, producing. I see that even in my own world. There are some therapists that are like, bam, 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 putting together these beautiful, beautifully curated social media pages. And I'm just, that is not where I'm at. I haven't touched that thing in forever. I post a few stories every now and then, just not where my head's at, conserving my energy, resting. But um, I get it. We want to guilt and shame ourselves. We uh, compare and despair, as they say. Uh, comparing ourselves to what others are able to do. Eh, that's not our journey. Everyone wakes up in a different place every morning with a different amount of energy and it goes where it goes. So when you're feeling that shame or guilt, bring that self-compassion in. <clears throat> that's really what you need to translate that into. Just like we're trying to translate judgment into curiosity. We're not judging ourselves. We're not judging others. We're, hmm, I'm just noticing and observing where I'm at. I'm noticing and observing what others are doing, but we're reducing the shame and reducing the judgment, which brings us into the first topic, ways to go easy on yourself. I was reading this while I was eating lunch and I was laughing because there's some, some sweetness and softness to some of this. It was, uh, it, it was adorable. It's an article in self magazine and it was, you know, I'm going to riff on it, add my own spin. Um, but it was, you know, ways to go easy on yourself right now. And I think this is really great. It's the anti do list. And, um, some of these are things that are you know pretty obvious, but I thought some of these were really funny. So we'll get to some of the funny ones. But uh, first thing we can do to go easy on ourselves is stop worrying about the news. I have a I have a very interesting experience with the news. I try to start every morning with the news, which I think is both good and bad. <laughs> um, I think it's really important for us to know what's going on in the world. There's some individuals that have no idea, or they only really get it in sound bites on social media. And you have to remember whether we're watching the local news or looking at the news on social media that whoever is giving us the news, you know, yes, they have agendas. Yes, they have spins. Yes, they maybe only provide a certain perspective. So we still want to be critical thinkers, but. I like to have a sense of what's going on. I tend to not watch the local news. I don't need to know about little Sally and her lemonade stand, but I do want to know what's going on with the Ukraine and Russia and us and all the other uh, horrifying things that are happening, tsunamis and volcanic eruptions. And it can be kind of bleak, which is why we talk a lot about not keeping up with the news because it becomes a mental health issue. I think we do have a social responsibility to understand what's going on and to try to be a part of that and the change. But we also have to look at our mental health. Am I in a place where I need to hear the doom and gloom of what's going on in the world? Um, the news often does not focus on, well, unless you're watching some of the local news and then you do hear about little Sally and her lemonade stand and the money she's making. But um, for others, it just puts them into a spiral. The nihilism. What's the point? 
why, you know, why am I even getting out of bed anymore? There's tsunamis and um, hurricanes and people are trapped in their cars in a snowstorm for, you know, 36 hours and dying. I mean, I was reading one of those articles, I, you know, because this was a couple weeks ago where <clears throat> people were trapped in traffic and could not, you know, get, get home and they were in their cars. And then I was reading an article on what do you need to do? to protect yourself from that happening. Now I live in California, so I don't have to worry about that, but there's other versions of that. But I was thinking, wow, what do you need to have in your car so as to be prepared for that? I mean, there's a lot to prepare for. And they're like, you should always have blankets in your car and excess water and some food. And I was like, oh my God, but you're right. We have earthquakes and mudslides in California. I could get trapped in my car for, you know, due to a different climate disaster. And I was just like, this is very overwhelming because I was reading this in the midst of having a hard day already. So I really do agree with that. Don't always worry about watching the news or keeping up with it for periods of time. It can just be too much. Sometimes you just need to do what I do. Most of the things I follow on Instagram are like cat videos. Sometimes I just need to watch cats doing stupid stuff. I'm serious. You know, you need to lighten it up. So what does that all mean? It basically means it's okay if you tune out. You don't have to feel bad about that. It's okay to say, you know what? I'm turning off my notifications. I'm muting certain things. I'm passing on other things. I'm starting my day watching maybe a sitcom in the morning instead or sitting in silence while I drink my coffee. Uh, more of that. Or you just check in on yourself. How am I doing today? Is today a news day or is today a day where I pass on that and I just sit in silence and watch cat videos? You know, mental health matters. So does social responsibility and awareness, but so does mental health, you know? It's a toss up. So that is one of the ways, and we're gonna take a break and come back and talk about more of the ways that we can go easy on ourselves. And like I said, some of these are really funny. They made me laugh. So always trying to bring some humor to you. Um, also, sorry about the congestion and the coughing. I'm still dealing with COVID symptoms because God bless it, even though I'm double vaxxed and boosted, um, that's the world we live in. And I have clients that have had it for three and fourth times. And uh, they said it's gnarly down the road, especially as that booster starts wearing off. So we still gotta be uh, taking care of ourselves, but uh, stick around, we got more to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. All right, y'all, we're back and we're talking about ways to go easy on yourself. We were just talking about the news. Ah, the news, the news. Yeah, I used to start my day every day that way. But it impacts your mental health, puts you in a certain space. So we're kind of checking in on ourselves and saying like, hey, what am I up for? You know, what, what kind of mood do I want to have? Maybe you're going to sit in silence. Maybe you're going to play some music. Maybe you're going to watch a sitcom, cat videos. So that's a big one. Um, also, <clears throat> Just be nice to yourself. What? I know. That's what I was kind of saying earlier in the beginning of the segment. If you notice you're shaming and guilting yourself, try dropping a little compassion on yourself. I had to do that just going back to the news example. Um, sometimes I'm like, mm, I'm in a funky, funky space, but uh, I'll put the news on. I want to know what's going on. And I see something that makes me feel bad. And I'm like, see, I know better. I shouldn't be doing this, which is part of what comes with a job like mine where others often project this onto me because of my job. They're like, oh, I thought you'd be doing better or higher functioning. And it's like, well, my human, I'm a human first. 
humanity first. Uh, and I have to remind myself that. So I have to do that positive self-talk like, yo, bro, chill, be kind with yourself. You're judging, go into some compassion. You're shaming, be soft, <clears throat> you know? And, and I'm trying to remind people that like we're cranking down, we're cranking it down. We're dropping the bar for ourselves and for other people a little bit. We're, when in doubt, bring the softness and the compassion. So if you're not necessarily sticking with the plan or you're not making the, the complete best decisions that you normally would, <clears throat> go easy on yourself, excuse me, COVID. Um, and that kind of rolls into the next one. And this is the one that made me laugh. So I'm gonna directly quote an article. And again, we're talking about ways to be kinder to yourself. This one was, be a little gross. And I thought that was hilarious because that's actually the best way to explain it. Sometimes, and especially maybe right now, we're gonna be a little gross. Maybe we're gonna wear that pair of sweatpants again. I had a funny conversation with a client, where not a client, uh, one of my best friends, and I said, um, <clears throat> how many days in a row have you gone without changing your underwear? Because I had just been speaking to another friend who said, I'm on like day three wearing the same pair of underwear. I'm just being gross right now. And I was laughing. And then when I saw this in the article, I was like, oh my God. You know, in traditional times, we're like, change your darn underwear. Like, go take your dirty self into the shower. But like, right now, I'm all like, you know what? Be where you are. <laughs> Be a little gross if you have to. We're not harming anyone. We're just kind of like honoring what's possible, what we have the energy for. And Right now we're just being a little gross and that's subjective, you know, who knows what it is. Maybe you're laying in bed longer. Maybe you're eating things you're not comfortable with. Maybe you're not keeping up with shaving. Um, my mom was really judging herself for not getting her hair dyed, her gray hair. And I was like, oh my God, you know, I was like, be kind to yourself. Like it's hair dye, it's hair color. You still have so much worth as a human being and you're putting your energy and priorities in other directions. You know, she has health issues. She's trying to not get sick with COVID. I was like, that is where your time and focus should be directed. How do I get my basic needs met, stay reasonably you know, healthy and functioning and not worrying about things like that? Which is why I think it's awesome that there are a lot of celebrities talking publicly about um, how their bodies have changed during you know this rough time and uh, not dyeing their hair or maybe not even dyeing it ever again. That, that was a big topic. I saw a lot of uh, female celebrities talking about their gray hair and what they're doing about that. And again, like I said, changing of our bodies. And it's like, just be where you are, <laughs> seriously. Acknowledge and give yourself permission to just be gross because if there's ever if there ever was a time to not worry about being our most attractive and socially acceptable. It's now, it's truly now, you know? Um, so, so start trying to implement that. Like, where is it that you need to kind of let yourself uh, not be your 100% best? Rolls into the next point. Um, and this kind of ties into something I was saying a lot, probably before the pandemic, but also during. We're, we're kind of centering joy and pleasure, so we're not necessarily dressing up in ways we might have. I know, you know, I'm doing telemedicine still, and traditionally I was always wearing a dress shirt to the office. Now I'm just wearing hoodies and sweaters and sweatpants. I know those that are longtime listeners of the show know that for a while I was like, I will not wear anything but sweatpants. And if I can't wear sweatpants somewhere, then it is not the right place for me. I've evolved a little bit beyond that where I do all my clinical work in sweats, but I've been putting different pants on when I leave the house. That's part of me uh, taking care of myself. That's me being honest. But for others, <clears throat> wear what you want. Throw your hair back. Throw, you know, use scrunchie. I, I was watching a Sex and City episode and they were, you know, it was a scrunchie episode. Throw your hair up in a scrunchie. Rock, rock out, you know, on the streets in those sweats if you need to. We're staying comfortable. And I want us to take that forward though. I don't want that to have to be, you know, hashtag COVID, you know, to uh, legitimize or to give us permission to do that. I want us to always do that. Like wear what feels comfortable. Cause I know nonetheless moving forward, I'm not gonna wear things that are restrictive and don't make me feel good. And I had talked about this on the show where I had been doing that. I was trying to perform professionalism and perform being whatever. And I'm not doing that anymore. I'm performing authenticity now and comfort. And if that means I'm not wearing a dress shirt, cool, then I'm not. And if I'm wearing pants that are baggier, cool, um, or less dressy, more casual, cool. That's who I am and where I'm at. And um, I'm, I'm unwilling to cooperate with this idea that what I'm wearing determines my worth and value. I'm unwilling to cooperate with my clinical skills being tied to whether or not I'm dressed professionally. Forget that. I'm not doing that anymore. I've, I've evolved beyond that. I've earned, I've, I've allowed myself to earn the right outside of that. And I want you all to earn that right by just being a person who's allowed to center other things. So 
wear what you want. And if you, and if you need to be a little gross right now, be a little gross. That's kind of where we're at. So we're getting rid of the rules, you know? And I appreciate that some people are not in, you know, places and spaces around people where they can do that. I appreciate that some of us have these identities where we're constantly having to prove our worth and value and sometimes performing professionalism or other things is necessary because we already have a mark against us because we're of color or we're queer or we're larger bodied or we're female presenting or whatever it is. And so we do need to conform to some standards. So I honor that. There is a privilege in me saying, I'm going to wear whatever I want, wherever I want. Um, And of course there's limits on that, but I just wanted to kind of call that out. Uh, I, I am aware of that. So we're taking advantage of that when we can within what's reasonable. All right, we got to take a little break. <clears throat> Coming back, we'll keep talking about ways to um, be kinder with ourselves. I think it's such an important topic and then we'll be doing some DMs. So stick around, y'all. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, we are back and we're talking about Ways to be kind with ourselves. How do we center pleasure and healing and rest? Uh, How do we step outside these expectations and standards that we might never even signed off on, but we've participated in and now we're challenging them. We're getting rid of them and we're letting ourselves be a little gross and we're, you know, focusing on what feels good. And that's how we decide what we're going to wear. We're not trying to perform great parent or professional. We're like, I need to be comfortable. My worth and value is there regardless because I'm a person and we're in a tough time. And even if we're not, we're centering pleasure, right? So we're shifting what's important to us. Um, Here's a great one. Eat whatever the hell you want. I know that one people are like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're saying it's okay to not be healthy? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying that. I'm not health policing anyone and we're not health policing ourselves. If you want to be health focused awesome. Go for it. But health is not a place we can permanently live in. Health is a thing that ebbs and flows and it is not mandatory. And some people will never be healthy because of their mental health issues or their disabilities. So that's why we shouldn't say as long as it's healthy, everyone needs to be healthy. Some people will never be. I have some physical impairments that will always mean I have that issue. I have some mental health stuff that will always be with me. And many of us do. And we don't have to center our entire lives at all times, policing ourselves to be the healthiest. We want to be mental health centered instead. That's what we're guiding ourselves with. And it's okay to gain weight. What? You can put weight on? You're allowed to be larger bodied or fat? Yeah, you're allowed to live in whatever body you want and you still get to demand respect for that and you still get to feel desirable. So yes, we can eat whatever we want. It's mental health first. There's nothing wrong with eating your feelings. Coping mechanisms, there's so many of them. We wanna have a lot of them. We don't wanna be just tied to only one or two. But for a lot of us, that's part of it. Food gives us joy. I love at the end of a rough day eating something delicious because I deserve joy. I deserve pleasure. I'm not restricting everything. I have enough health issues already around my heart health issues and high blood pressure and I have to watch sodium. And so outside of that, and I'm going to eat things that are delicious and food is time with friends. Food is socialization. Food is culture. Food is care. We are allowing ourselves to eat what we want. Yes. A hundred percent. I'm worried about mental health first. And I want us to take that out into the world at all times. We don't necessarily have to judge ourselves. Um, So what we eat is connected to our our mental health and that matters. And not everyone has the time and energy where they want to be worrying about uh, the nutrition of what they're eating or spending time to cook. Some people live in food deserts and don't have immediate access to quote unquote nutritious food. Some people don't have the money. And so for some people, they just need to put food in their stomach and Oreos will be the most accessible, affordable thing. They have other stressors. So yes, I fully co-sign on that. Take care of yourselves. Give yourself some pleasure and joy. And sometimes food is all we have. That's why when I see people that are unhoused and they have that little sign and they're like, I need beer money. Or someone says, I'll give you some money, but don't spend it on drugs or beer. No, here, you deserve joy in your day. I don't know what systems you're up against. If someone who's unhoused wants to spend the $5 or $20 I give them on drugs. That is what's going to get them through the day. That is self-care. That is harm reduction. And we have to apply that to ourselves as well. So we're wearing what we want. We're eating things that make us smile. We have a right to have a little moment of joy and pleasure, even if it's the 20 seconds of eating a donut. That is worth and value. That is a mental health issue. That is harm reduction. A hundred percent. Here's another zinger I love for um, how to be kinder with ourselves. Take shortcuts cheat the system a little bit. Yeah, that's right. 
the, the hardest way is not always the best way. I don't agree with no pain, no gain. No, we want to be kind to ourselves. We want to go the softer route, the easier route, the gentler route. Yes, take the easy route sometimes. Do, don't do things now if you can do them later. If there's a way to just let something go, let it go. I don't want us to be beating ourselves up over the laundry or emptying the dishwasher. Those things don't have to matter. For some people, they do. I do like my place being, I like my bed made. It makes me feel safe. It makes me feel organized. So for me, that's important. But for some people, their time and energy focus should be worried about whether or not the bed is made. Because in a lot of worlds, it has nothing to do with anything. So I want to hold space for that. <clears throat> Some people are just going to use uh, disposable silverware and plates. They're just going to throw them away. They don't want to deal with di washing dishes or and unloading the dishwasher. They just eat something and they throw it away. That's part of us being a little gross right now. That's part of us going easy on ourselves right now. That's part of us centering joy and pleasure, putting our focus and energy on something else. We're dropping the bar a little bit. It's okay to let the dishes pile up. Your worth and value as a parent or a person isn't tied to that. I had to tell myself that. It's okay if the sink gets a little loaded before I throw them in the dishwasher. I'm blessed enough to have a dishwasher. It's okay to let them sit unloaded as well for a while. I can let the laundry pile up a little bit more. But there are things I want to do. I do want to make my bed. I do wipe down the counters often. Because that's what feels good for me, but it doesn't stress me out. I'm not trying to overexert or, or, or overperform goodness, right? So we have to be kind with where our space is at. Maybe things are going to be a little messier, a little dirtier than we're used to or what we'd prefer. Okay, okay. It's going to be okay. Remember, we're moving out of shame and into self-compassion. We're not judging. We're just allowing. We're making room for it. We're making room for it. A lot of the things we make, good or bad, aren't either, and we make room for them. All right, we're going to make room for some DMs. So uh, stick around. When we come back, we're going to do some DMs. So if you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, questions and topics. But stick around. We'll be back listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, y'all, we are back, and uh, now it's time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. All right, let's see. we got a question. This one says, hey, Dr. Kristen Loveline, my name is Christy. I've been single, talking to people on social media, but it really feels like everyone I meet wants to take care of me. That's an interesting perspective. I don't hear a lot of people complaining in that way about that. Um, they are all over, wow, they are all overbearing. And I feel very suffocated a lot of the time. Started maybe thinking that it was me. Maybe I'm unable to accept love. That's an interesting concept, right? I don't know. I just don't want a mom figure. I want a girlfriend and something not so serious, but that seems to not be the case with everyone I meet. Well, everyone comes on to the uh, single world with different needs, whether it's unhealed stuff from childhood or current relational traumas, and oftentimes within the context of our lives, we have more energy, less energy, more availability. Um, it's interesting during COVID times still, a lot of people are maybe more focused on their basic needs. Some people are really looking for things that are grounding or they're focusing on employment or education or finances. I keep telling everyone, this is still a really great time to meet people. A lot of individuals have been isolating and they're ready to connect, to socialize, to move back towards like eroticism and romance. It could be a really great time to meet someone that might not normally be as available. But it's interesting to hear you say, uh, I wanna make sure I got your quote right. Feels like everyone wants to take care of me. People feel overbearing and I feel suffocated. I don't want a mom figure. Well, anyone that's healthy, <laughs> and has a sense of boundaries is good, is definitely going to be able to hear that. I, I, I think it's smart that you're asking if it's about you. How are you leading? Um, how are you presenting yourself? What might you be doing that's creating this sense in others that you need to be taken care of? I would kind of start there. Are you dating and leading from your more grounded, confident adult parts, which really then only leave room for another adult to meet you where you're at? Uh, sometimes we lead maybe more with our, our, our struggles and our weaknesses, and that makes someone feel like they have to kind of step up and step in. So check in on that. What are the kinds of things you're talking about when you're communicating on, you know, apps and, and, and whatnot? And 
we learn a lot about people based on how we present what's going on in our lives and we see how they approach those elements. You know, we're always looking for people that can handle intimacy and closeness, which means when we're doing a lot of emotional expression and sharing, they don't jump to solution and fixing. They just kind of hold space and they sit with us. And that's really important um, because a healthy person, <laughs> if you set a boundary and you led with your best and your, you know, confidence and successes, they're, they're going to honor that. But then some people definitely have lower self-worth and they feel as though the only way that they can be meaningful in someone's life is if they offer something that that person needs because they feel as though that if they're just themselves, that that's not likable enough, that that's not offering anything meaningful. And so sometimes it's their stuff. They need to figure out how to be in your life. But listen, y'all, as a psychotherapist, I love that you are trying to learn about yourself based on what's going on in your dating habits and your dating life. Every part of our lives has the potentiality of being a mirror that reflects back to us who we are, what our work is. And remember, the kind of people we meet does speak to maybe how we're showing up or where our wounds are. And so if you're meeting a lot of people that feel the need to overfunction for you, it might mean, again, that either you're showing up in a way that's underfunctioning or you're meeting people, like I said, that don't have a lot of self-esteem or self-worth and they feel like the only way to really feel secure in a relationship or to feel wanted is to offer something, something other than themselves. So keep tracking that. Pay attention to, like I said, how you're showing up, how they're showing up. Um, maybe broaden your scope. But um, I think it's healthy that you don't want a mom, as you said. <laughs> you're not looking for someone to over-involve themselves or micromanage your life because those people, they tend to be seeking perfection or they need to maintain that control. And uh, that's not a long-term, that's not a good model for long-term happiness within a relationship. So this is what we need to do though. I, I work a lot with clients on that. You know, what can we learn about ourselves based on the people we're meeting and the kind of dynamics we're creating? And if that's not what we're looking for, how can we show up differently? It's always a feedback loop. People are playing off of us and we're playing off of them. If you got a DM for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Any questions you got, someone else might be wondering it as well. Also, topics you want covered, things you want us to drop deeper into, hook us up and let us know. Uh, we'll take a little break and we'll come back. And uh, we are channelq.com. That's where you want to go to check out past episodes of the show. Scroll down, look for Loveline, click on it. They're all there. You can binge, post, share, re-listen. But uh, stick around. Like I said, we will be right back. More stuff coming. You are listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. Stick around. All right, we're back talking about ways to be kind with ourselves. We're talking about being gross and taking shortcuts. <laughs> Who would have thought that that's the mental health perspective? But in all seriousness, mental health is about being kind to ourselves. Mental health is about, you know, looking at how does this impact me? What makes me feel my best? What makes me feel grounded and robust? What's pleasured? What's pleasure centered? Um, not burning ourselves out. I mean, that's really what this all wraps up into is I was looking at research and one of the most important things that came out of this, this article I was looking at was how we often don't prevent burnout. We're not good at, um, acknowledging when we're heading towards burnout. We usually wait until we are burnt out. And then the things that we try to do to heal that aren't reasonable because we then step right back into the same process that got us there. It's kind of like when some people don't have, um, gosh, how do I want to say this? It's when some people do a detox, they might believe or participate in consuming things that they don't feel are the most nutritious. They're not high in fiber and all these different things and they're not drinking enough water. And then they do a detox. And so then in theory, they're good for a little bit. And then they just go back to the same systems that they believe got them in that problem in the first place. And it's kind of like, mm, so why don't you make more longstanding, deeper rooted changes that actually keep you in the state you want to be in? If we're part, if we're living a lifestyle that always leads us to burnout. It can't be about just taking vacations and then having a week or a few days out of the burnout and then going right back in because then our system is constantly in the state of being burnt out. And that's, what's going to have the most detrimental impact. We have to acknowledge the, what we need to make a longstanding change. Does that make sense? This is my COVID brain trying to put this <laughs> into easy verbiage. And so the work isn't about um, applying band-aids. They're about actually resolving what's creating the problem. And that's what we're talking about, leading a different kind of lifestyle, being kind with ourselves, being softer, dropping the bar, not pushing ourselves. And that's why we're going easier. And we're like, eat foods you enjoy. Wear things that are comfortable. Um, take shortcuts. Don't don't overextend yourself. That's really what all this is about, but we're just being kind of lighthearted in it. 
Another thing is about being kind to yourself if your place is messy or dirty. We talked about that a little bit. It's okay to be a little gross. It's okay to let the dishes pile up a little bit. It doesn't make you a bad person or a bad parent. In fact, that's often a sign of someone being mental health centered. Hey, I spent my day doing something restful or something restorative or something that gave me joy. I wasn't hyper-focused on making sure the dishes are always clean. It's okay to drop the bar on that. In fact, it's mandatory. Sleep schedule. Look, I'm a proponent of everyone getting enough sleep. That's the bare minimum. That's the foundation. But there's going to be times where maybe we stay up a little bit later because we're enjoying what we're doing or we're not ready for bed. That's okay. That's okay. We want to center some better sleep habits, but it's okay to not be so regimented because that intensity is what we're trying to remove. We're trying to go kinder and softer with ourselves. Also, you know, we talked a little bit about the uh, model uh, stages of change. Built in is relapse. We know that no one makes a decision to engage in a new behavior or, or a change, and that is just how it is for the rest of their lives. We know that whatever change you're trying to make or new behavior, new perspective, changing your structure, your routine, that you are going to uh, essentially go backwards or sometimes steps, step outside the plan. That is not failure. Um, it's not, relapse isn't even really the best word. It's really a sidestep. Um, we have to afford ourselves that. Giving yourself plenty of room to just do nothing. Ah, nothingness. That is very, very, very hard for a lot of us to do nothing, to just sit to just sit without our phone, <laughs> to just rest. That came up for me a lot during COVID. I was too sick to do much, but still had a little bit of energy and felt as though I wanted to do something. And I had to say to myself, just sit, just nap, just rest, just go for a walk. This isn't a time to be focusing on what I'm doing with my time. Am I doing the most with my time? Am I really pushing myself? We need to be doing the opposite of that. It's hard for us in this culture because, again, we tie our worth to our productivity and our output, and we use words like lazy. Laziness is not a real thing. It means you're not motivated because it's not important or meaningful to you. Laziness actually means I need time and I need restoration. Laziness means I'm burnt out. Laziness, laziness means this isn't the right thing for me right now. You really want to go deeper and say what's really going on. What is What, what I'm calling laziness is something else. What might that be? What, what other things might be happening? That's actually profound, uh, a profound application in a lot of ways. We, we misassume our motivations around a lot of things. Uh, foods we eat, sex we're having at times. Always asking yourself, like, what's really going on? What need am I trying to get met? And is there a different way or a better way to get that need met? Um, always going deeper. It's just self-reflection, introspection. We have to be better about that. Um, but again, it's about repetition, <clears throat> which is why you all listen to the show and why I circle back to a lot of these threads. We need we need built in. The world is not feeding us this. The world's giving us the opposite. And so we need resources that really remind us of how we want to be, how we want to think, how we want to move through the world. So that's that. All right, y'all. We'll be back and take a little break. Uh, if you got a DM, question, or topic you want covered, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. We love hearing from you. And past episodes of the show over at wearechannelq.com. Scroll down, look for Loveline, and click on it. You can binge, post, share, re-listen, practice, 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 practice. So uh, check that out. You can also check out some of the other shows over there. Everything's podcasted now. So you can listen when you want to listen. And like I said, you can kind of really binge them, you know, let it keep you company. All right, y'all, we'll be back though. So stick around. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, we're back. I'm going to spend a little moment or two talking about exercise and the role it plays in our lives. I know it's the new year. I was talking to a friend who's a personal trainer and you know, that joke is still going. A lot of people join and get memberships, but by March or April, you know, you really get to see who, who really stuck in there and uh, who really kept up that commitment. And listen, moving your body's awesome. We, most of us need to move our body more. Moving our bodies is a great way to be, you know, focus on self-regulation, be embodied, all sorts of great stuff. So this is not to knock exercise or movement. I think it's awesome. Like I said, we need more of it. I go to the gym often. I love it. I love putting on my music, zoning out, throwing weights around. For me, it's, you know, meditative. For me, it's, um, again, really connecting with my body. For me, it's a space to go. I come up with some really great ideas. Creativity emerges. But I also think sometimes we misunderstand and we don't have the best relationship with exercise and we kind of beat ourselves up with it. Or we really judge our worth based on if we're doing it, how we're doing it, when we're doing it. And so I think there's some things to consider that can help us build a better relationship with exercise because, um, 
it's really hard. I was having a talk with that once about, uh, I was having a talk about it once with my brother and I was saying to him, it's really hard to get a sense of how, what role it should play in my life because at least where I live here in LA, a lot of people have a very unhealthy relationship to exercise in their bodies. And if I go off of what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing and what's recommended here, it's probably not the best advice. And it's most likely rooted in aesthetics and <clears throat> how we want to look and not really rooted in what's best for our bodies or even our mental health. And so then how do we start to wrap our head around what might be best for us? Well, the first thing is, what's your goal? Really just get honest with your goal. <laughs> is your goal just to be healthy? Well, then there's a lot of ways to do that. And we can break it up through and scatter it throughout our day. You know, like I said a long time ago during COVID, when we were talking about getting out and moving your body, I was like, hula hoop, roller skate, dance, hike, take the stairs. You don't have to necessarily do these grueling, sweaty, no pain, no gain at the gym kind of workouts. There's there's uh, biking classes, um, spin classes, kayaking, there's Zumba, there is yoga, there's Pilates, there's gyrotonic, so many ways to connect with ourselves, center ourselves and be with our bodies. And so really get get honest with your goal or is your goal aesthetics? And what does that even mean for you? What is this ideal body you think you need to have and why? What do you think it will afford you in life? Are there other ways to do that? Will it even give you that? Do you even want to honor that? Do you want that to be your guiding principle? What happens if that doesn't happen? Is that good for your mental health? Really check in with yourself because again, a lot of people's workout routines or goals are centered around aesthetics, fitting into this standardized body that we've been told we have to have to be desirable or professional or competent or healthy. And I think that that's tyrannical. And I think that that's not even accessible for everyone. I wish trainers and these people on social media would acknowledge when they're using steroids, for example, saying you can't get this body by just eating right and going to the gym, whatever eating right means. I had to also use unhealthy steroids to get there. I'm not shaming their use. I'm just saying we should acknowledge what's possible and what we had to do to get where we are. I know some people that actually think you can look like that if they work out hard enough and then they shame themselves when they can't or they don't realize that that's that person's awesome genetics and that that person looks that way anyway regardless and that the gym didn't give that to them and so we want to be honest with what our goals are where did we get those goals who gave us that is that good for you is that reasonable because if you're beating yourself up with this goal then it is not mental health centered and any definition of health has to include and assess mental health impact so that's the first thing Really ask yourself why you're doing it, who you're doing it for, and what do you think it's going to give you? Because sometimes we can find other ways to get to that goal. Then you have to also be kind and listen to your body. You know, if your body says, I'm not in the mood, then you're not in the mood. If our body says it's time to go home, it's time to go home. So do check in with yourselves. What do I feel like I have the energy for? What do I feel like I would enjoy? What? Joy? Yeah. You can use joy as a barometer. What would feel best to me? What would make me happy? What would feel good? Exercise and movement don't have to be punishment. It doesn't have to be you participating in something that you don't value. So remember that. There's so many different ways to do this. So find a good barometer, like I'm gonna do what's gonna be fun. That's also how you know it'll stick. And I have clients doing some really dynamic, interesting things, and it sticks because it's honest. It works for them. It fits into their lifestyle. And more importantly, like I said, they enjoy it, which is what makes it mental health-centered. And we have to be willing to take rest. We have to be willing to take time off. The goal isn't to stick to this forever and ever. Life shows up. We get sick. We don't feel good. We have other priorities. We have to, we have to allow for that. I see some people where they think, you know, if I don't ever, if I don't stick with it, then something's wrong or off. And it's like, that's not reasonable. Like I said, with the stages of change, you can't commit to a program and say, and that's just going to be it for the rest of my life until I die. No, no, no. Life doesn't work like that. So stick with that. Here's another thing I was looking at. Also, sometimes it's about going and working out or exercising with people you like and you enjoy. And so it's really about the time spent with them, whether it's a class, whether it's hiking or working out as workout partners. It's another way to bring in social and bonding. It's another way to be mental health centered. You're also, you know, having these deeper conversations, you know, doing an activity with someone allows us to really, really, really kind of sit in both a shared experience, but then also can allow more intimacy because we're not necessarily sitting there staring at each other like coffee, which can be very overwhelming. That's why I tell some parents, if you have to have a difficult talk with your child, maybe take them out and go for a walk or go play basketball. Let there be a little bit of an activity or a little bit of a distraction. We kind of ebb and flow and come in and out of connection and disconnection. Um, and that's why sometimes exercising with someone is a really great way to both 
work your body and work something through, but then also be able to vocalize what might be coming up emotionally with it or what's connected to it. Kind of collapsing those things. Um, <clears throat> all right, excuse me. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and keep talking about ways to keep, you know, again, taking care of yourself, but also bringing in the movement and the exercise. And uh, every year I hit this at the beginning of the year because that's when these topics get most profound because the new year comes in and we're all like, oh, I got to set goals. And our bodies become a site of um, abuse and a site where we always feel like we need to be working on and improving. So stick around for that. DMs, if you got them, like I said, drop them in the DMs on our Loveline IG page, past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. Stick around, y'all. More to come. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. All right, y'all, we're back talking about ways to uh, take care of ourselves center our mental health, but more importantly, we're talking about around movement and exercise. New Year's here. People often make their body the site of um, self-improvement. I want to just throw this out there. Make sure you're also hitting the mental. Please don't put hours and hours into the physical health and then not do anything for your mental or emotional health. That's why we get into therapy. That's why we listen to podcasts and read certain books. That's why we journal. That's why we do self-reflection. That's why I have intimate conversations with others. So just make sure you're also building that in. Maybe take a day off from the physical or more or add it to it, but make sure it's included somehow. There's so many ways to take care of ourselves. Just listening to the show might be one of them where you do that every day. And also while you're listening, jot down some ideas of things you want to remember, come back to, hold on to. Because remember, we hear it. It's profound. It's meaningful. I say this to clients in session. Write that down afterwards because you'll, you will drift. You will forget. And we want to remember what we heard that was important. Also, that's why you can go back and listen to the show. We are channelq.com. Scroll down, look for Love Line and click on it. But Make sure you're also focusing on the emotional mental, not just, you know, get my body in shape, as they say, get your brain in shape too. work on your relationships, um, track what kind of relational partner you are. Where's that work? Um, therapy might be the way to do that too. So anyway, we're basically talking about <clears throat> with your relationship to exercise and fitness and movement. What's your goal? Really being honest about it. You know, why are you doing this? And, and how do you feel about the answer you gave yourself? Do you think that that's a really good reason? Is that mental health centered? Or are you just beating yourself up to look away you're not supposed to look or can't look or you think you're supposed to look? Really focus on exercise and movement for joy and fun, to be more in your body, to be quote unquote healthier if that's what you want, to have more mobility, more strength, to feel more grounded and anchored. But if it's all about aesthetics, good luck. Aging's gonna happen, disability's gonna happen, and you're cooperating maybe in a toxic system. And that's why I want people to talk more about having great genetics, whatever that even means, but that that's what gave them what they have. We're talking about the use of steroids so that people understand what's realistic and what's not. And some of the unhealthy means that maybe are required to look certain ways. And is that right for you? Do you even want to cooperate and participate in that? Um, taking care of yourself, you know, doing what's fun and feels good and not making it abusive. It's okay to take days off. It's okay to switch it up. You don't have to always be no pain, no gain. It doesn't always have to be full of sweat. We talked about exercising with people that you enjoy, making it social, making it, you know, that emotional connection, laughing, cracking jokes. It can be fun. <laughs> it could be fun. Like I said, I love the gym. It's also very toxic and I have to bump up against ageism and elitism and all sorts of mess, but I like throwing weights around. I like feeling strong. I like listening to my music. I let my mind wander. So for me, it's that kind of space. Um, we talked about doing what you like. If you don't like your routine, do something else. There's so many options today, online, offline, outdoors, indoors, group fitness, single stuff. It's wild what's out there. So we have a lot that's there, but you want to do it for yourself. You got to find that internal motivation. If you're doing it for other people, it's not going to feel good. It's going to feel really oppressive. So you got to figure out your own internal goal. And I like the idea of feeling more in touch with my body, more connected. I like the idea of people feeling more anchored. I like the idea of people feeling stronger. Make those the reasons why you do it. That will also give you more longevity. And it's also more loving. It's body positive. It's mental health centered, um, start small, go slow. People burn out when they go too hard and too fast and they make too much of a commitment too soon. Make sure it can fit into your lifestyle. What kind of time and energy do you have? What kind of resources? Cause we have other priorities. This can't be the only one. This has to be one of many. Take the pressure off. Listen to your body. Take the pressure off. It doesn't have to be intensive. That's why some people love spin classes, the music, the messaging, the camaraderie, and others it's the opposite. 
but we, we start slow. Don't burn yourself out and listen to yourself. Sometimes you need the day off, even if it was the part of the plan was to go. Because again, that's the mental health piece. We don't want to be participating in things that make us feel bad or we walk away feeling worse off. Um, and I live in LA and so I appreciate that maybe I have more resources and the weather here is better. So you have to kind of find what fits into your climate and into your schedule and into your lifestyle. Um, and always knowing at any time you can change your mind, <laughs> right? I always tell people that even with sobriety, you know, maybe dip your little toe in, see how it feels. If it works for you, awesome. But anything that doesn't make you feel better and isn't working for you isn't right. And what works for others might not be right for you. So we don't want to shame ourselves because it's working for others, but it's not working for us. It might not be the best thing. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Um, that's that compare and despair. We're not comparing others, other people's programs. Um, and for some people, they don't even want to touch any of this. It's too triggering. It's too loaded. And, and they're doing the opposite. They need more leisure. They need more rest, something that's restorative. Cause that's what just, just know that just because some things are good for you, it doesn't mean they're good for you at all times. Some people need to be not exerting themselves, not expending more energy. Some people need to be doing the opposite rest restoration, saving that some people need to be sleeping in instead journaling instead. So remember that. Just because it's good for some people in some ways at some times doesn't mean more is always better because that's a cultural value we have to like definitely drift away from. More is better, faster is better, bigger, harder. No, not true. Sometimes we need to do the opposite. I did remind myself during COVID, just rest, man, just rest. Put everything off. All right, we're gonna take a break, come back, do some DMs, stick around and join us. Y'all, you're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on Channel Q and Odyssey. We'll be back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. All right, y'all, we are back, and uh, now it is time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. Questions you got, drop them in there. Topics you want covered, bam, drop them in there. And uh, past episodes over at wearechannelq.com. All right, let's see what this one says. Hey, Dr. Chris and Loveline. Oh, it's a pandemic question. Oof, kind of burned out on these, but let's do it. Had Has this pandemic made other people really spontaneous and kind of reckless? Interesting. I become very less concerned about my financials, a lot more concerned with my happiness, not wasting moments in life. I've become okay with taking trips by myself. Really try to be better at being uncomfortable. I love it, but will it catch up to me? Oh, I kind of like this. Um, you know, I don't hear anything reckless in what you're saying based on how you're presenting it. I do hear a lot of maturity. You're realizing what matters most is experiences, being happy, contentment, good. Worry less about money. Yeah, we live in a capitalist system. No one's going to help us out. <laughs> We're going to have to earn our health care, which is gross. We should all be given it no matter what, working or otherwise. We're going to have to earn our right to food, safety, and shelter. Again, that's gross. Everyone should have access to food, safety, and shelter because they are a breathing human being. Um, but you're right. We live in a system where we care about money, care about profit, profits over people always. Every organization and corporation's goal is to keep itself going, not to look out for the people that most need to be looked out for. Systems forget that without employees, they don't exist. They need them as much as they need each other. So yeah, think about your money. But if your basic needs are met, eh, you don't need that fancy new car. Have experiences, enjoy yourself, go travel, do things. I love that. So I like what you're saying, that I've become more concerned with my happiness. I love that. Taking trips by yourself, being uncomfortable, I love that as well. You're pushing on your edges. You're realizing you don't need other people to be a part of your life or to take you out into the world. You're going after what you want. That will serve you. You'll be happy. Don't play it safe. Don't worry so much about career and finance. Those aren't the most important things in life at all. In fact, that complexity makes people more miserable. Some people are happy with where they are. They're like, I got my job. It pays my bills. I don't need more. I don't need to ride up that ladder. I don't need to take on more responsibility. I'm that guy too. I like doing new things, but I don't want anything more complex. I don't want anything more pressurized. I just like what I have. You know, if something's offered, I'm like, does it sound fun? Would it be good for my mental health? Okay, maybe. 
if anyone wants me to do any work, I'm like, what are you paying? You got to pay for my labor, no freebies. You know what I mean? I'm tired, I'm burnt out. So, you know, ask for your worth, take care of yourself, get out in the world and do things. I love that. I want that to catch on. I was hoping that what would come out of the pandemic is people focusing more on mental health and self-care and looking out for each other. And we've gotten a little bit of that. But at the end of the day, I think where how we were before is what we're gonna snap and go back to. I am seeing some chinks in the armor though, because I am seeing people leaving jobs that aren't giving them living wages or healthcare and where they're not treated well. I'm happy for that. No company has a right to employees. You don't deserve employees. You have to earn the right. You have to you have to deserve I'm sorry, you don't have a right to it, you have to earn it. You have to deserve it. You have to treat people well. I love that. So that's happening. I'm watching that happen with Amazon where they're now putting out these big commercials talking about how they pay $15 and they offer healthcare immediately. Good, we should all be demanding that. We should all be unionizing. We should all be looking out for each other. We should all be sharing our salaries with others so that we can all get the same amount and ask for more. Community care, look out for, look, the studies show we are closer to being destitute than we are to being wealthy. You know, we have to come together. We have to push back on the man in the system and demand rights and look out for each other. But I like to using words like commitment. I'm sorry, using words like contentment, not commitment. Using words like contentment, using words like happiness, travel. That's what people say on their deathbeds. They look back at life and they don't say, I wish I earned more. They don't say, I, wor I wish I worked more. They say, I wish I put more time and attention into my family. They say, I wish I'd actually done things that made me happy. I wish I had listened to others less and followed what my, what I, what my heart wanted more. That's what they say. So you're doing that now. Follow that ethic. Hold on to that ethic. Don't let someone take that away from you. Even if you decide to get in a relationship or get married or have kids, hold on to this. You can do this at that same time. So carry it forward. I love that. It's so inspiring. It reminds me to do more of that. But all right, y'all, that is our show. If you've got a question for us, drop in the DMs on our Loveline IG page. Questions, topics. And uh, we are channelq.com. Head on over there. Past episodes, you can binge, post, share, re-listen. Uh, be kind to each other, be kind to yourselves. I think we got to drop the bar a little bit, right? We're not pushing ourselves too hard. We're just self-care, comfort, contentment, being happy with what we have. Um, we need a little bit more of that. Anywho, thanks for hanging out with me, y'all. We'll be back tomorrow night. So, uh, be kind as always. Though, like I said, thanks for hanging out and y'all enjoy the rest of your nights. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.